Uh, hey, man. What's up? <laughs> Have you ever heard of Harry Houdini? Oh, really? Have you? Oh, sorry. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, he could have been a bank robber. And a really good one. This next number is dedicated to a lot of children with cancer. It's a Chris Angel joke. It's a Chris Angel joke. Which was the contortionist-ness. Contortioning? Contortity? Contortory? Contortionality. Contortionality. Miscontortionality. Miscontortionality. Things I learned last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we're gonna. I, I. Here's what I want. I want this to be a story where you buried the lead on something, and you, you leave me on Harry Houdini. But it's really about like some obscure guy who made the safe and like killed him. You know. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess there that kind of will happen. Kinda, okay. Technically. All right. Sense. What happened? Who? What are we talking here? Are we talking Houdini? We're talking Houdini. Oh, nice. Um, Harry. Oh, you. Anyway, <laughs> I was gonna say we could make a movie. Where it's like all these different people were conspiring to kill him. Yeah, it's a Houdini who done it. Who done it? Yeah, yeah, that's a good. That's a good. Isn't that that's, all right? Hey, Houdini, Houdini done. Who Houdini done it? Houdini. What if you put it together? It was just who done Houdini, it. Who Houdini? Houdini. Houdini. Um. Okay. No. So Harry I hate Houdini. that you were like, "What if you put it together?" And it was just who done it, <laughs> <laughs> and then and then you had a panic when you were like, "I mean, I, I yeah." No, I didn't have a panic. That was the joke, and you didn't acknowledge it. So I was like, "Well, oh we'll yeah, just it was the joke, dude." Yeah, we'll just keep going. All right, it's whatever. Text. Uh, what, what are you texting? <laughs> You're supposed to leave your phones off the set. This is a no phone set. I don't have my phone on the set. We don't want anyone to know we use Apple products. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. Have you seen uh, Facebook's new glasses, the Ray-Bans? No, what is it, for scrolling when you're on the go? Yeah, they're, they're like augmented reality glasses. They're Ray-Ban brand. They're actually kind of cool. They have like, they play your music, so they're like AirPods. 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 Okay. They're like earbuds. Sure. Uh, uh, so they play music and you can answer your calls and talk through whatever right there. Okay. But then there is a little screen that like, so you can, it's augmented reality. So it doesn't like take over your whole display. Like it's supposed to like feed you weather and like feed you maps. Like while you're on maps, it's supposed to show you the route and stuff on the no. street. And then and it's free because the <laughs> other lens is a Domino's pizza. <laughs> can't and see through like, that one. I would do it. It's free, you know. I would I'd do, do it. it. Yeah. The, I mean, sure, my whole sure, eye. My left eye. But let's be honest, how often do I use my left eye anyways? And I'm like, this is what this is what the pirates were like. That's what the pirates had behind those the patches was just coupons. Ad. Yeah, they were coupons. It was just freaking a buy two, get four. And you're like, this is a very complicated way. <laughs> you buy two, get four at Panda <laughs> Express. And you're like, okay. Have you, seen, have you seen that promotion, the gas station promotion in Chicago? Put your phone hey, away. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? This is a no phone zone. Anyway, as I was Wait, saying. Let me tell you about this promotional. <laughs> hold on. No, this is really good. Okay, hold on. I'm, I'm going to find this. What are you doing? Are you texting me right now? Nah, I'm scrolling <laughs> social media. No, this is going to be worth it. I promise. I'm going to open TikTok and just see what the first video I got is. Uh, let's see. Okay, listen to this. What'd you just say? You are a kidnapper. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. <laughs> You're not a kidnapper. Did you see that before? Yeah. She just walked up to him. She like walked up to a van and was like, you're not a kidnapper. My mom said people in vans were kidnappers. And he's like, nope, not me. And he was like, I walked all the way over here to not get taken. He's like, shut up, shut up. Get out of here. Go, scram. No, listen to this. Okay. I would have been if you hadn't said that. <laughs> you spoiled my cover. Is it that obvious? <laughs> Oh, I like the idea that he's having an existential crisis too. You're not a kidnapper. Yeah. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I, I, I'll prove to you. Don't, don't, don't tell oh, me what I am not. A good kidnapping bit to start an episode. I love it. No, okay. So it was Milwaukee, not Chicago. Okay. So the Milwaukee Bucks, they announced a promotion 
where if the Bucks score 95 points before the end of the third quarter, you can go to Quick Trip and use your Quick Trip Rewards card to buy an 18, 24, or 30-pack of Michelob Ultra. And by doing so, you'll receive 30 cents off each gallon of gas. The kicker... <laughs> The kicker is that there's not a quick trip within the city limits of Milwaukee. Oh, yeah. It's like two hours <laughs> it's like out. outside the city. So if the Bucks do well, you can go buy a lot of beer and then get 30 cents off your gas, essentially. Yeah, but I mean, like, they're basically paying your gas to get out to them, right? I mean, it's not very far out from, from Milwaukee. It's not like it's like... I mean, it's in the suburbs. You got to go out into the yeah, suburbs. Yeah, but it's not like it's like they're in a different state. It'd be like I mean, if, that's if, true. if the Chiefs win today, you get a free burger in and out, and you're like the closest <laughs> one is Denver, Colorado. <laughs> that's a different promotion. You see what I'm saying? Like but that's it's not, a little it's bit. It's not like a free burger. It's like it's like if the Chiefs win today. It's not even if they win. It's and we'll pay if, for your gas. If the Chiefs get thirty five, at least thirty five points, sure. Then at In and Out, if you buy animal style fries then we'll give you 30 cents off of merch at In-N-Out. Like, it's such a ridiculous promotion. Like, There's too many steps. There's too many steps. Yeah. But I'm not going to lie. I want to redeem them. <laughs> you, wait, you, saw, you booked a Southwest flight to Milwaukee? I'm on my way right now. MKE? <laughs> I'm going. Okay, Last time I went to Milwaukee, I flew in the same night that the Honor flight did, right? And so the I landed. The Honor flight? Yeah, like where they the take honors? all... Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Where they, it's a, it's a lot like, <laughs> it's a oh, lot no. like, you know, when you're a kid, <laughs> when you're a kid, you sell enough in the, in the, in the fundraiser and they get you a limo to the pizza place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like that, but it's for World War II veterans oh, and no. they fly them to the memorial. <laughs> oh no. In DC. Do you not know about the honor flights? I don't know about it's that. It's a free flight where they take them to the memorial. And then they all go, that was my friend. And then they fly <laughs> And so they look at all the names and stuff. That's crazy. They still do that? How many World War II vets are there still? Not not as many as there used to be. Yeah. Um, that's why it's a bigger deal when they do it. Yeah. But they yeah. do honor flights. Yeah. And now, well, they do it for other wars too now. Like they do it for like, you know, yeah. Vietnam veterans. Yeah, there's been other go. wars. Yeah. yeah there's, I mean, there's always going to be. Yeah. And they can take them. They take the Vietnam vets now. And they take them to the, the memorial and take them around D.C. and be like, this is what you fought for and whatever. Um, this is what you fought for. Well, anyway, I flew home <laughs> at the same time. And so I get off the plane and like freaking the high school band is there going. Yikes. You know what I'm saying? And it's like freaking. But like there's people. But there's also a group of protesters for some reason. They let them in the airport? Who were, I don't know. Like, they go through security? No, 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 Like, they're waiting right outside. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they're so in baggage the claim. And I, and I, but I hear it. I, I get off the plane, and I just hear it. Dun, dun, Echoing down the halls. What is going on? And I walk out, and they're, like, cheering, but not for me. Yeah. You know, I'm looking around, I'm like, what the heck? Which normally happens for you when you get off planes. That does. And that's why do cheer. And that's what I was resenting about it. I was like, why you I was like, I hate that you're giving this to those olds back there. None of these guys have an Amazon Prime comedy special. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. No, I was thinking about that today, episode, actually. Dude. I was thinking about the, that day, the forward marching of time and how it just doesn't stop and how stressful it is because on time off, on time off there came a picture from your promo shoot at the Galois five, five years, years ago. Five years ago today, yeah. Holy or five years ago tomorrow. Holy cow. Yeah. That's I know. I was thinking that too. Doesn't around. feel well, real. But that's what COVID did. COVID was a blob of time that didn't exist. Yeah, but still, like, COVID it, was simultaneously it two months and seven years. Yeah, it stole our twenties. It did. It did. Or the back half of our twenties. I, I want to refund. Got a freaking again. No, but yeah. it did. I mean, like we were we were twenty four when COVID started. Jeez. No, we were twenty. We were twenty. We were twenty five. No, twenty six. I had just turned twenty six. You hadn't even turned twenty six yet. Your birthday was in COVID. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. And then when it was over, we were 28 and one of those around. Birthdays. We were 28 and, and freaking, you didn't work at a church anymore. You barely believe in God. <laughs> and <laughs> it's insane. No, but we made it through. You know what I'm saying? Like it was, so it's like seven years of time passed in also what felt like two months. So, I mean, like it doesn't, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, I filmed a special five years ago. I was like, shoot, I haven't filmed a new special in five years. I need to put yeah. a new one out. Yeah, so, that's crazy. Because I did my was. first one in 2014, then my second one in 2015, and then I did my third one in 2018. And yeah, I was like, shoot, I need to 
get a new special. I mean, I did a dry bar, but then (laughs) kind of counts. Okay, so Harry Houdini, he was born in 1874 as Eric Weiss. But Eric is pronounced... You got to change that name, yeah. Is pronounced Eric. Uh, He didn't change it, so we'll get to that. Um, He was born in in Hungary, um, and uh, him and his family, uh, when he was a youth... Uh, arrived to the United States uh, in 1878. So he was like a a youth, you know, like four years old. Okay. Um, And when he was on Ellis Island, um, the, the, I guess this was something that they did back then. The Americans at the immigration office were like, yeah, your names are not going to work here. Oh yeah. That's absolutely (laughs) what they did. Yeah. Uh, And so, Oh, you want to call you Eric Weiss? No. Yeah. Yeah. So they actually, Houdini. Anybody got any crazy ideas for this, uh, too? I need this a name. One? I need a name. Someone Quick. Give me a name. I need a name. Houdini. <laughs> Writing that down. Uh, give me your hand. See. Let me I'm stamp gonna, you. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start with H and D. I'm going to go hot dog. That's, that's not going to work for a last name. We can't call him hot boy. What's the next closest thing? Who beanie? <laughs> no, you got to change the... Just turn the D, turn, turn the B around. Turn the B around. Houdini. Wow, that's, that's good. A, now, that's a strong name, kid. <laughs> Welcome to America, you know? Yeah, and he didn't speak a lick of English. Had no idea what just happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and everybody just keeps and he's like, I'm hungry. <laughs> and they were like, here's food. Here's food. And he goes, no. No, no. <laughs> hungry. And uh, so they stamped his hand. They told him, don't wash your hands. If that ever washes off, we have to kick you out of the yeah, country. Yeah, they wrote a, an, an M in permanent marker <laughs> on his hand for minor. <laughs> That'll wash off when you turn 18. Yeah, there you go. It's magic marker. <laughs> um, speaking of magic, uh, he didn't have a lot of that in his early life. He was four. <laughs> what, you, think he, you think he came out of the womb like, ta-da, like that was my first trick? I was in there the whole time. <laughs> that was my first escape. <laughs> We're going to be doing a lot more of these. Just you wait. That was fun. (laughs) (laughs) Now for my next trick. (laughs) This next number is dedicated to a lot of children with cancer. (laughs) (laughs) It's a Chris Angel joke. It's a Chris Chris Angel Angel joke. Don't write that down. Chris Angel does that. Chris Angel does that. (laughs) If you don't know. Yeah. Gives kids cancer. (laughs) For my next trick. Anyway. Yeah, so then the uh, so his family this, came to the country expecting a better life, and they didn't really find it. Yeah, um, his dad was a minister, um, so that didn't pay well, and his mom didn't work, and so him and his brothers, as soon as they were able, all started working. Okay, and uh, his brothers found normal jobs like working in factories and grocery stores. He <laughs> he became a contortionist. Yeah, um, and so he's like six years old. And he is on stage somewhere. A six-year-old, like what? Yeah, so they called him uh, uh, Eric the Prince. Um, okay. And so he would just roll up on stage, and everyone would be like, look at that kid. What a weird kid. <laughs> I'll give you $10. <laughs> like, that's just what it was. Um, but he got pretty, like, uh, good. Are they, he's in New York? Yeah, he's in New York, okay. contortioning. Um, and he got into acrobatics and started doing like actual like sure. trapeze and things like that. Uh, and that's when things kind of blew up for him. Is that like a nine to five? What's the situation? It's where, probably an where a six year old ends up just being like, <laughs> you know, how do you fall into that kind of line of work? Yeah, I don't know how you fall into that. Like, or it's like his kid, his siblings come home from the grocery store and they're like, Oof. Long day at the shop, mom and dad. Hey, be quiet. He's he's resting up before he goes. Yeah, he's stretching. Contortions. He's getting ready to contort. He's going to go contort over <laughs> on well, the south side. Well, they were all going to work one morning, and he kind of separated from the group, walked up to this van, and he's like, you're not a kidnapper. He's like, yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy was like, hey, roll up in a ball real quick. <laughs> hey, you look like that kid that disappeared in a swamp. Get over here. <laughs> Took him. Uh, so, yeah, so he... Uh, uh, he got into acrobatics, started doing like trapeze work and stuff like that. And they added on his name. He became Eric, the Prince of the Air. And okay. started becoming like, um, uh, famous? Had, had a, not famous, but had a successful New York show. Okay. You know? And so like he was pretty much the breadwinner for the family. 
Uh, All the other siblings quit. They started mooching off of him. <laughs> Every time he's up there contorting, one of them's doing TikTok dances on the other side and being like freaking. We're like, we freaking Every, hate this guy. Everybody hated his wife until she became friends with that one singer. Yeah, dude. And, <laughs> and everyone was like, like, is hey, she she's cool? not that bad? Well, I mean, like, like, she's what, we're going like, to hate on her because she cheers on her husband? <laughs> oh, my gosh, dude. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Yeah, so same exact scenario. He also was like a, a cross-country runner, um, but not like across the country, just cross-country. I understand how those yeah. sport works. <laughs> just making sure. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, whatever. Um, in high school, he started getting pretty interested into magic. Um, and he found a guy named after the name of Robert Houdin, um, who was a magician okay. in the 1800s, uh, read his autobiography and was just, captivated by the idea of magic and so he starts getting really into uh sleight of hand and stuff yeah sleight of hand close-up magic card tricks stuff like that and really pocketing yeah a little bit of pickpocketing it's a worthwhile skill it is a worthwhile well here's the deal here's, i learned how to do it one of the <coughs> did you really where's your shoe right now oh. hold on i don't know <laughs> Took me way too long. To I know. You're like, I was like, hold on one second. We can cut that. We can just cut it together to make it smooth. Yeah. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> we could do that. Get my foot back in here. <laughs> nice. Sorry, this face in the wrong way. It feels weird. Nice. There we go. Um, <clears throat> so he got into uh, close up magic and then he got into picking locks, which I don't know if it was related to the magic thing. It kind of seems like he was just like, I wonder if I could do that. And he started picking locks. And uh, there's w- one biographer was like, there was a moment where his career could have gone either way. I was going to say, he's got, he's got like, he's got one. He's got a like fork a, in the road. Yeah, he's like, I'm, I'm Harry Houdini, the, the, the lifelong magician and illusionist, or Harry Houdini uh, criminal. Harry Houdini criminal. Yeah, he could have been a bank robber. And a really good one. Like, because here's the deal. I mean, I don't know if you know a lot about Harry Houdini. You're listening to this episode, so you're about to learn. But one of the things, spoiler alert, he gets really good at escape magic. And like one of his things is breaking out of straitjackets and handcuffs and things like you that. You think if he was arrested in jail, he would have made it out? Oh, yeah. So he had a moment where it was like he could he could pursue a life of crime. He could become a bank robber, p- picking locks of safes. And then. Yeah, but he wanted a taste of the glory. Which I mean, there's glory in bank robbery. He wanted robbery. the fame. Yeah. How many bank robbers do you know? Uh, Bonnie and Clyde. Great. Um, it's a team. It's a duo. Yeah, so that's two right there. There you go. That's a double. Um, let, let's see. Uh, DB Tuber. Okay, um, successful? Uh, mm. uh, successful for a time. Like, I mean, that's the thing. Like, everybody loses games every once in a while, you know? Like, sure. You got to have losses on your record. It, what's unfortunate is that the police don't let them go out for another. Like, they, like, they catch them and then they put them away for life, you know? Like, give oh. them another shot to see if they could do it without getting caught. Yeah. Like, let's see if they can get away. Not a lot of trial and the trial and error is what you're saying. Yeah. Or wrong yeah. kind of trial, I guess. Yeah. You just so, <laughs> okay. So he decides <laughs> to not be a criminal. Yeah. He decides to not be a criminal. And so he becomes a magician and he starts, starts out doing out of like a deep sense of like, I want to do the right thing or just like, uh, I think he was just more interested in it. Oh, okay. I think, I think it was kind of an opportunity for him to kind of put together some of his skills which was the contortionistness, contortion, contortioning, contorsity, contortionality, contortionality, miscontortionality, miscontortionality. Thank you. Um, he could put that skill to work. He could put his lock picking to work, and he could do the close up magic. And he kind of like he was obsessed with this Robert Houdin guy. Like, yeah, it was like an idol to him. <clears throat> and so he's like, he's like, I want to do him proud. I want to, I want to be able to rise to the level he was at. And I think he did too, because from a young age he was doing. Like he was performing. And so sure. I think he loved that like rush of like being in front of the crowd and feeding off their energy and all that, that the, the glory, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He loved coming off of an airplane and having everybody in the airport. <laughs> cheer. Yeah. It's, it's something you can't, you can't really describe, yeah, you know, you, you can't, can't, you have to experience it for yourself. There's no way to prepare yourself for that. Yeah. yeah. And there's nothing else that compares, not even bank robbery. <laughs> Uh, so him and his brother, uh, sidebar, his older brother's dead now. Um, so <laughs> that's a fast forward in the story. His oldest brother died. 
tuberculosis Christmas Eve. It was really sad. Whole Oof. thing. Um, his younger brother Dash, though, uh, that Dash wasn't his birth name. That was his his United States name. That's the name oh, okay. the country gave him. <laughs> it was like you got a kid running around. Yeah, that kid's too quick. We're naming him Dash. Dash. Yeah. Well, you've got Donner. <laughs> And that works. This episode comes out in December, right? It does. It does. Yeah. All right. There That's you a go. good timely yeah, joke. Yeah, that's a good little bit. Yeah. So no, his name was Theodore. The state gave him the name Theodore, um, but uh, they decided when they became magicians, they were like Eric and Theodore Weiss, not magical names. And so they decided they needed to come up with magic names. So um, Eric said, "I'll go by Harry." Because a couple... <laughs> <laughs> I'll go by Harry because, uh, well, you know. <laughs> well, he went by Harry because... I'm a seven-year-old with a mustache. <laughs> his family called him Airy, uh, which was oh, short for Eric. Air. No, oh. short for Eric. Okay. And so his family called him Airy. Yeah, Eric he... is too too long. <laughs> it's too long of a name. Every time I say Eric, I go, golly. I'm just so uh, exhausted. I'm oh, saying shoot. How am I supposed to get to the end of that? <gasps> If you, if you did air, that's one thing. Uh, if you did airy, you're like, you're, you're there. You're done. You're you, so you you're like 90% there. Just do the, <laughs> that's it. And that's the name. I don't get that. My dad used to do that to my brother. My brother's name is Josh. And he, and my dad, he would go jaw. Cause he was like, he's like, you can't hear this. Sh. It's, it's, sh. it's like, it's too quiet. You can't even hear it. So why am I saying it? And what? So he would say Wait, Josh. your dad was just like, I don't want to say it. <laughs> You're like, just say it. He goes, no, I don't want to. He only did it. All right, like, Josh. He never did it like in a face-to-face conversation. It was like if he was calling him from across the hey, house. Ja. He'd be like, hey, Josh. Like, because he was like, he's like, he's not going to hear this. Sh-. Like, you can't yell. Sh-. Yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can. Librarians famously yell it. It's like their whole thing. Yeah, there was debates in our household about that for years. All right. Anyway, so let's go to. <laughs> can't do it. Yeah, okay, whatever. Uh, I agree. You can't yell M. M is not a yellow letter. I said letter. it. You didn't hear it from this far apart. <laughs> We're too far Why would away. I say it across Why the room? Is... Hey, Tiff. <laughs> see, you see? Mm, mm. See, it's not a yellable. It's not a yellable mm, letter. Yeah, well, mm. <laughs> Mm, it's not a yellable letter. <laughs> Librarians yell that one a lot too. <laughs> what does that mean? Are you waterboarding a librarian? What is that? What's the bit? I don't get it. I don't either. I think that's kind of the glory of it. Like, you don't know. Like, you Sorry, can take I was that supposed to yes whatever way. In that, and I uh, just <laughs> couldn't do it. <laughs> you're enjoying it and you're enjoying Tillin, you've been around for a little bit, I want to invite you to be a part of our Patreon. Uh, we have uh, a Patreon that has uh, early access to all of our episodes, ad-free content, both audio and video. Uh, we have a Discord with our hosts and producers. That's a ton of fun getting to hang out with all of our patrons in there. Uh, we also do, uh, once a month now, we do these live streams with our patrons. Uh, we hang out, we get to know each other, we eat pizza. It's a blast, uh, along with a bunch of other benefits like uh, a merch discounts, a message on your birthday, like fun stuff. Uh, it's definitely worth it. We're having a blast with our patrons. Um, but if that doesn't sound like something for you, uh, then get the heck out of here. Just kidding. No, we love you. Uh, uh, thanks for checking out Dylan Podcast. How do they How do they get it, though? I realized I forgot to put a CTA in mind. Oh, damn. You were doing it. Yeah. They can text Dylan to 66866. Thanks, Jared. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. This time of year is interesting because everybody's kind of coming out of their winter hibernation uh, and wanting to go do stuff. And if you're anything like me, uh, that's not great. Not because uh, you don't like your family or you don't like your friends or anything like that, but because your social battery drains pretty easily and you need more time to recharge than a lot of other people in your life. Uh, Last summer, I was not great at this. Uh, I let myself do way too much and I got really, really drained uh, and it was a rough experience all around. Uh, But... 
luckily, I've got a therapist who does a great job helping me set my boundaries and keeping me accountable to my boundaries, uh, especially in areas like this. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's completely online. It's flexible. It's convenient. And it fits literally any schedule. Uh, it's really easy to sign up. All you got to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and you'll get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Tillin today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Tillin, T-I-L-L-N. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Uh, so Harry and his brother. Harry. <laughs> Harry and his brother. Um, or I should say Eric and Theo. They're like, we need, we need our magic Theo names. Theo is short for Theodore. Yeah, yeah. Theo, that Theo, makes sense. Theo followed in his brother's footsteps and got into magic. Okay. By the way, they've been doing it together for years, and they decided to so put now together it's a Harry show. and Dash. Well, it's Eric and Theo, but they're like, we need better names, and so sure. uh, Harry or Eric says, "Hey, I'm a big fan of this Robert Houdin guy," and he thought uh, that Houdin, uh, like if in um, what I think Houdin was. Uh, French, yes. And so he thought Houdin uh, in French, if you put an I at the end of a letter, it meant like respect. It doesn't. He was wrong. Uh, but he thought oh, it. And yeah. so he was like, he's like, I want to be Houdini because like, it's me showing respect to Houdin. But I think it actually, I think it actually means like serves or like you're, they're your master. So it's kind of similar, I guess, a similar idea. Um, and then he took his abbreviation, Airy, and just made it. In alliteration, Harry, Harry, and Harry Houdini. Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't hear a difference. <laughs> you can't hear the <gasps> stupid. You can't yell that letter. <sighs> Librarians yell it all the time. <laughs> all the time. <sighs> They're like three most famous yells. <sighs> <Shh>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why Theo chose Dash. He just did. Um, okay. And so they started calling themselves Harry and Dash, the Brothers Houdini, was what they went by. And they went to the Chicago's World Fair in 1893 um, and bowed down to the Great Tartaria for a little while. Yeah. And then uh, they started working magic shows together. Uh, and Dash was kind of like Harry's assistant, like everything that, um, like, I don't think this was a thing in this era, like assistant, like magic assistants. Uh, but everything you think of a magic assistant today, like that was who Dash was for Harry. Yeah. He even wore, he even wore like a really <laughs> revealing outfit. So provocative. So tight. <laughs> <laughs> and so they did this show for a year and they actually found like decent Wasn't success. Wasn't a good dancer, but he did it, you know, <laughs> for his brother. For his brother, yeah. He just believed. <laughs> So, uh, so they uh, for about a year they had this show. They sure. did the Chicago's World Fair. Then went back to New York. They had the show in New York, and it was a successful New York show. Again, not world famous, nothing sure. super special, but a successful New York show. And they were making decent money doing it. They met uh, another performer in New York by the name of. <sighs> okay, Wilhelmina Beatrice Bess Rahner. Oh yeah, Wilhelmina. Uh, she went by Bess for short. Yeah. Uh, Dash and her started dating. Oh. They and that's how uh, Houdini or Harry met Bess uh, is through her his brother Dash. Um, upon meeting each other, they immediately decided to date each other instead. Um, <coughs> so, so Bess left Dash, uh, and bummer. Uh, <laughs> and uh, just a few months later. Uh, they decided that the show would be better if Bess was his assistant instead of Dash as well. So it's like, dude, okay, so imagine (laughs) that scenario, right? So your girlfriend chooses your brother over over you, and then your brother chooses her over you. You just got rejected by two (laughs) people (laughs) who chose each other over you. Over you. In two totally different ways. Yeah, that doesn't feel great. That's pretty brutal. Yeah. Um. And so they... Uh, I get why he made that safe now. <laughs> so they, uh, they started performing together for the next, like, five years. And then they had their big break in 1899. Okay. Uh, they got put on a show in St. Paul, Minnesota. 
and a guy by the name of Minnesota. They were traveling internationally doing this. I mean, that's not okay. (laughs) It's so far away. That's your joke. I get it. That's I mean, it's cross country almost. (laughs) (laughs) I hear you ran the whole trip. But I mean, like, you know why they went out there, too? They went out to St. Paul, Minnesota, because they had just the chiefs had scored 35 <laughs> points that weekend and they were like, we got to go on to Minnesota. Uh, they, they met a theatrical performing manager by the name of Martin Beck, who okay. saw him do a, one of his handcuff acts, handcuff escape tricks and was like, well, boy, I think that'll sail. It's um, so crazy how, <laughs> how magicians went from very respected and like, yeah. we got to get these guys all over the place to, you know, <laughs> what they do now where it's just like they they come to school assemblies and they're like yeah. oh i'm all tied up i can't get out wait tie that tight you know yeah you here, fix that you know it's just like it's like a little gag pulling this thing for me real quick yeah well it's because we figured it out you know we figured it oh, out back then we were like he's a witch yeah because like well here's the thing with even houdini houdini's early escape tricks he would do behind a curtain because it was like hey i'll put myself in these cuffs i'll come out without him and you'll be amazed and people were. They were like, oh, my gosh, how did he do that? And so he had a key. But then uh, Dash, when they were performing together, was like, hey, I think this will do better if you do it in front of them. Like, let them watch you struggle. And he was like, really? You think so? And he's like, yeah. yeah they love the struggle, it. dude. <laughs> <laughs> they tried it, and it was like a hit. Um, people were like, holy cow, what was that? We saw the whole thing. We've never seen the whole thing before. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah, and then, uh, and then I guess. And all, all the, the guys that were actually using <laughs> keys were like, how what the heck, do dude? This now? <laughs> they like put up the curtain, and the crowd's like, "Boo! Let us watch!" You know, and I want to see it. I want to see it with my own eyes. <sighs> mm. These people keep yelling unyellable letters at me. <laughs> You're not supposed to yell those letters. The crowd is just like a weird, like hum, like oh. That's pretty weird. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing ever. You know, if you're going to do them all three at the same time, that's what like a Tyrannosaurus Rex sounded like. <laughs> Try it. Try it. Try it. There are four people in their cars right now listening to this podcast who just went, <laughs> and you're stupid. <laughs> that's so funny that you did that, you Ill- idiot. You ill idiot. <laughs> <laughs> So they went on tour and <laughs> and it blew up. Yeah, crushed. Um, and <clears throat> around this time, something interesting happened. Him and Dash developed um, this public um, feud. Yes, public feud. Yeah. Uh, and Dash started going by Dash Houdin, spelled H-O-U-D-E-E-N. Um, and he would go wherever Harry went, he would play another theater in town. Interesting. Um, so like usually a slightly smaller theater, but he would play another theater in town, and just to draw away from it. Well, some historians have asked some questions about this, and they said knowing Harry and knowing because one of the biggest things he's famous for now is his work as a publicist, which we'll get into in a second about some of the things he did. But he knew how to draw a crowd, and he knew who to, how to stir up excitement for his shows. Sure. And so I think there's there's a whole camp of historians who believe that there was never a real feud between him and Dash, that it was That's all made up to create this polarization and in one end create two separate fan groups that were like devoted to the two sides. But on the other end, like they recognized that Harry was going to go do a show at this theater and sell it out. And there'd be people who couldn't make it or there'd be people who would see Houdin and think, Oh, that's Houdini. And just buy tickets to the other show. And so it opened them up to a whole nother audience and allowed them to kind of double dip a show every night. Um, okay. So. I freaking hate you. <laughs> for what and you for know what, what you did. But yeah, yeah. It's all, it's all the, yeah, it's the way I yell. Yeah. I'm going to start, I'm going to start following you. I'm going to follow the Smoking Hot Life tour. And I'm going to do another show. I'm going to yeah, do the Yeah, you can follow us set. to Berlin, Maryland on <laughs> February 2nd. You can go to the Smoking Hot Life Tour. You can come to my Smoking Hot Wife Tour. <laughs> and it's just you and Bree. 
No, it's just me. And I do both of your sets. I do your sets verbatim. Both of you. Oh, I'll even put I'm on a full you, tuxedo. Shama's set's going to be pretty awkward for you to do. <laughs> a it's a lot about race. And so it's, it's quite a bit about having a white wife. You know? So I mean, like. I do have a white wife. Yeah, I, those jokes will work for you. I mean, I guess if you go out there and you're like, I, my white wife, huh? You know, like freaking. I don't think the set's going to work the same for you. <laughs> I love this idea. But no, I'll wear, I'll wear his suit and yeah. then I'll change into some weird hype beast thing that I got from. Hype beast yeah. thing? Is that so what you it, think I'm wearing? No, it's like it's like it's like if it's like if um uh here here's uh it's like if a youth pastor um mm-hmm. liked the hype piece style that all of his students dressed in, but shopped at JC Penny. That's <laughs> what I wear? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think so. I mean, this is a little different because this is merch that you got from a church. You, if you're wearing church merch, you lean a little bit more. What do you think my style has been lately? It's church merch or Old Navy. No. Which is what it always is. No. Yeah. I've gotten so much better. Okay. 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 <laughs> I'm glad I live in L.A. now. <laughs> I'm, glad I, I'm glad it's been so long since I've seen you. I'm so glad. Dude. It's been so much easier. Oh gosh, dude, these past few weeks have been a dream. <sighs> don't don't <laughs> at the same time as me. Sorry, do I'm it again. Just practicing the show. <laughs> Leave me alone. The smoking hot life tour. Uh, so Houdini and uh, best. They got married. They I got shop married. at Stitch Fix. Thank you very much. <laughs> I was trying to remember what that was called. Yeah. I knew you were one of those, those package people. Comes in a box. Yeah. The I keep it. Prepackaged clothes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Do you ever send you it back? You make your own? Yeah. I make all of my own clothes. This was my own design. <laughs> cool. Uh, so him and his wife, they got married. They got married really fast. They, I think it was like a month into dating. They were like, we're just going to get married him and Bess. yeah him and Bess, and they had a weird relationship they had a relationship yeah it was more like a you know brother and sister-in-law kind <laughs> of relationship no it was well, weird. how long did Bess and dash date uh like a week it was very fast you know but how would you feel it's still like it still sucks, it still sucks. It's like thanksgiving's weird yeah because you're like you're like hey i want to introduce this new girl i've been talking to and then they get married a month later <laughs> like that's pretty rough and you're like oh man <laughs> yeah still probably the best man though <laughs> i guess uh so <clears throat> so they had a weird relationship he he was obsessed with her um okay and he would write her letters all love letters all the time and he actually would <laughs> Write her love letters while they're sitting in the same room. Like he would stop and write her a love letter. My brother letter and his wife and do then this. Pass they it just over text her. each other at dinner all the time. Yeah, it's like talk to each other. You like, hey, like, why don't you guys use your mouths? Yeah. <laughs> you know you can do this in real life, right? You guys can just look up and go, yeah. bah, 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 bah. <laughs> just say stuff. Yeah, we can make words. Mm, uh, I saw this TikTok yesterday. This guy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. This guy was talking about. How every animal communicates the same, like they all speak the same language, and he showed this. He showed he had this um, Adobe Audition file open with all the animals in a project next to each other, and then he had an. It would slow down, so it was like he would play the sound from a pack of birds, uh-huh. and then he would slow it down and be like, "That's a group of puppies," and then he'd play a group of puppies and he'd like slow it down and he'd be like, "That's a humpback whale." And it, it did sound pretty similar. It was kind of convincing. But his whole point was like all every animal communicates in the same language. It's all just vibrations. It's all just frequency. And it's like, do you, that's what sound it's all is. Vibes. Like we speak that language too. It's just. Yeah, we do Tim. Keep going. <laughs> it's all on just that. vibrations. Yeah, dude. I mean, like we all speak the same language, man. It's just vibes. I, I just that. Out is the that where just... we got vibe from? Is vibrations? Is that vibes? Mm, yes. That's 100% what I didn't it's know from. That's what, are you where stupid? We got it. I, I'm Sorry, good are you vibes stupid? From this <laughs> you can't yell the word D. What that's are you not stupid? a yellow letter. <laughs> Duh. You can't yell that. 
<laughs> you stupid idiot. <laughs> you stupid. <laughs> you start this to is sound. Such a mess. <laughs> such a mess. All right, keep going. Uh, so the whales speak the same language. As <laughs> no, donkeys. so they had a weird relationship. They would write letters to each <laughs> yeah, other. Yeah, they write letters to each other. And he wrote letters for like 30 years to her of the updates on what their son was doing. They never had a son. He eventually became the president. Well, they had a Tamagotchi <laughs> child. Is that what you're saying? Like on a letter? <laughs> Thomas is hungry. <laughs> and then she just goes, feed Thomas. Like they just well, had she didn't like write a, back. We don't have letters. Oh, well. He wrote her letters. And he'd be like, he'd be like my dearest Bess, our son today has gone off to college, Harvard. She's I like, my name is going Beth. To study. <laughs> and he just thinks she's going to lisp. He's like, he's, she's like, hi, I'm Beth. And he goes, hi, Bess. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's got a lisp. And she never has the heart to correct him. <laughs> it's Beth. That's what I'm saying. It's Beth. Yeah, Beth. I'm saying Beth. Yeah, I'm trying to be in, I'm saying I'm trying the to same be thing. Sensitive. You're saying sorry. Fifthative. <laughs> <laughs> to your fifth away then. <laughs> I'm trying to be <laughs> This sucks. So, this sucks. So, <laughs> so Tini and Beth go on tour. <laughs> I'm falling apart, man. What'd you I'm just falling say? apart. Houdini and Beth go on tour. Okay. And, and uh, <laughs> they go off to, to Europe. Yeah. They've been pretty successful in the U.S. At this point, uh, they, they're touring around. They're doing shows. Sure. They're selling out. Houdini is following them everywhere they go. And he's doing some pretty major escape art stuff. Um, and what he does is he'll have a show and he'll do like some street performance before the show. Okay. But he always does it in like a grand fashion, his street performance. So like he'll go to the theater and then right before the show, he'll walk out and set a brick on the street and then walk back in. And everyone's like, I wonder what that's about. And then they try to go in and see the show. That was a callback. No, I, I got it. You picked up on that. No, I did. I was here. I was just trying to get on. I was trying to get over this episode. <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> I wish I could disappear right now. <laughs> So they went to Europe. They went to Europe, and they 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 they, uh, they knew that they were pretty big in the states, and they could have a chance of success in Europe. But so they, it was they don't have a name yet. Well, they are now. Yeah, yeah. they go to Europe, and so they were like, "We got to do something big to kind of get the eyes of yeah of the country." So he decides he's going to jump off a bridge with handcuffs on and underwater, pull himself out the handcuffs and swim up, and then be like, "Hey, come to my show tonight." <laughs> Oh, this is the promo. This isn't this, even the show. Yeah, this is the show. Yeah, so he's got a show at a theater. Wow, okay. And so he walks out to a bridge, and he says, Hey, everybody, I'm going to jump jumping. off this bridge. And he puts handcuffs on, and everyone's like, Don't do this. <laughs> and he jumps, and everybody watches, and he's underwater, and he uncuffed himself underwater. And something he did, he was... But the current has carried him <laughs> so far from the bridge that he then comes up under a different bridge. He doesn't know that. Has no idea. And he comes up and goes, "Go!" I shouted. So the people on that bridge are like, "Oh my, oh my gosh, God! There's a troll in the river." <laughs> and the people on the first bridge are like, "He just died." Yeah, the people on the first bridge are looking way out in the distance, like, "Hey guys, I think I see a dolphin over there, peeking up out of the water. Is that a turtle?" It's a man overboard. I don't think they have magnifying glasses yet. Oh, those are binoculars. That's just their hands. <laughs> That's just their hands. That's just what people did to focus in. Yeah. It kind of works. It does work a little bit. So they, so he does this this publicity stunt. Um, and oh, back to his preparation. He would, yeah, he yeah, would yeah. prepare. He would put his handcuffs on. He would get in the bath. He would set up a cold bath. This is part of his morning routine. Sure. You know, this is part of his, his hustle culture grind set. Uh, I'm going to 4.30 every morning. I get <laughs> yeah. in, the, in a cold bath, <laughs> and I can't get out until I... <laughs> take these handcuffs off <laughs> and so he would lay in the cold bath and he would hold his breath and try to stay under the cold water as long as he could and he got really good at this uh, and so a lot of a lot of times in the morning he would lay under this cold bath like for three and a half minutes um just not just holding his breath yeah and so he got really good at holding his breath and so but he was better at escaping from handcuffs and so with this handcuff trick he could escape from the handcuffs in a matter of seconds like 10 15 seconds he could get out of yeah, yeah, the yeah, handcuffs. yeah, yeah. and so he fell into this water River. from the bridge and he got out um, almost immediately. But he's he got to be more dramatic. down there yeah. for three minutes, just chilling. Just to attract people. Yeah, and then so he's down there, just... <laughs> Yeah, and then eventually when he just, yeah, he swam up and everyone's like, oh my gosh, how is he still alive? 
And they're like, they're like, give me, sell me your tickets right now. I want to come see your show. He's like, well, they're all soaking wet. And he's like selling just, <laughs> just soggy sopping tickets. Sopping wet tickets. Sopping wet tickets. <laughs> the sopping say- wet life <laughs> tour. Did he say tickets or kiss? I can't tell. Oh, sloppy wet. <laughs> Got it. Okay. I was like, what are you talking about? No. Okay. So this tour goes really well. Sure. Oh, that's our next tour name, by the way, is Sloppy (laughs) Sloppy Wet Kiss. Sloppy Wet Kiss Tour. That's pretty funny. So they, they, uh, the merch is weird. (laughs) (laughs) We hose it down before the show. Why is this wet? Why does the writer say you guys need two eight foot tables, four volunteers, and a hose? You'll find You'll out. You'll see. Uh, so <laughs> on February 2nd in Berlin, Maryland, tickets are still on sale. Yeah. Uh, I'm also selling tickets. <laughs> you can get Tim's selling ticket. his tickets to his tour down the road. <laughs> we're double dipping, folks. Double dip, baby. But we're so mad about it. I hate it. <laughs> Hey, thanks for checking out this episode. If you like this and you want more of our show, we've got plenty of other episodes. One of my favorites is Action Park, a super sketchy theme park that was basically overrun by teenagers and they just made the rules. Uh, It was in New Jersey. It was a wild story, uh, but we did a whole episode about it and I think you'd like it. So uh, when you're done with this one, go check out that episode. But for now, back to this one. This tour goes super well. Yeah. Um, the the country realizes it. And by the country, I mean the whole continent of Europe realizes and they're excited. So much so that a conspiracy theory was born that he was a spy for the United Kingdom. Um, that oh. he went over there, the crown realized, hey, this guy, uh, he can escape anything. So if he gets caught, he can escape. Uh, he's also very sneaky. He's also small. He's like five foot tall. Um, he's like five foot two. Okay. Best was four seven, which is why they fell in love, I think. Oh, um, they're close? <laughs> no, because he was tall around her. Oh, um, how tall was his brother? Uh, his brother was normal size. Here's him and his brother, actually. Um, so which his brother dwarfed him. Which one's him? Well, Houdini's the one in the front. I know. I was joking. <laughs> yeah, Dash is uh, literally twice his size. I mean, this is probably a little bit deceiving of a photo based on the way they're sitting. Um, but. Huh. Here's uh here's Houdini with Bess and his mother. Um, Which he, one's Bess? <laughs> the one on the. Well, I mean, it's his left. His left, yeah. You no, know, his she was right. actually the caregiver for George Washington. <laughs> he was younger. That's pretty crazy. Uh, so, yeah, big uh, big fan of his mom. Big fan of his wife. Uh, very publicly, publicly big fan of them both. Um, I don't know what that means, but all right. <laughs> Wrote letters to his mom every day too. <laughs> yeah, kind of weird. Updated him on her, updated her on his son. Uh, so <laughs> you have a grandchild. <laughs> you have a grandchild. Why haven't I met him? He's busy. He's the president. He's busy. <laughs> He's so busy. <laughs> Travel ball. You have met him, mom. He's trick or treating. <laughs> He's trick or treating. <laughs> trick or treat was a big deal Kids in still the nineteen hundreds. <laughs> Uh, so they they go on this tour, and the the conspiracy is born that they are that he's a spy because he was he was sneaky, he was little, he could escape from traps, and he had the public persona large enough that no one would ever expect it. He could go perform for presidents and kings and things like that in the royal court, and then while he's there, snoop around in their drawers, see if they got anything <laughs> sneaky hidden in there, and then get out. No one's ever going to catch him. Okay, <laughs> he's pretty, and so. That uh, is allegedly not true. Allegedly. We don't know. It sure. Could have been a spy. Could have been a spy. There's one historian who says he could have never kept that secret because he was kind of a braggadocious dude. <laughs> <laughs> is that the word he used? <laughs> That's not the word he used. He's super braggadocious. <laughs> uh, but yeah. I do say of my friend Harry Houdini <laughs> that he is, in fact, quite Quite braggadocious. Braggadocious. <laughs> Braggadotha. Uh, so they go on. They go on this European tour. They come back. They're they're world stars. They're traveling all over the world. Yeah. They are at a point now where they're making, in the 1910s and 1920s, they're making five thousand dollars a week. 
okay. in that day's money, $70,000 a day, a week today. Yeah. Uh, so they're just rolling in the dough. We're getting kind of uh, close to what I make. So they uh, they do this tour. They 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 do these tours. They're getting successful. I'm gonna make way more after He's... I do this thing in the river this weekend. <laughs> if you think that was funny, come to my stand-up set tonight. You guys think that was funny? You called a fake nine one one. It's like man, it's like DJ Miller calling in a bomb threat to a train. <laughs> It's just you guys uh, are talking about me now. You're thinking I don't know. All all press is good press. All press is good press. So they uh, uh, he he is continually doing this thing where he wants to be the top. He wants to be someone that no one could ever imitate. There by now, there's tons of imitators that are going by names eerily similar, creepily similar to Houdini. The biggest one was Boudini. <laughs> That's not a joke. <laughs> Boudini was his biggest competitor, <laughs> and he just. Did the same trick, like tried to fake Houdini's tricks. So Houdini was consistently trying to one up himself, so that way yeah, he could stay ahead of all the, yeah, sure. all the the copycats. Um, and uh, there are repetitive journal entries in his journal through the twenties, uh, where he took notes saying uh, things along the lines of uh, "Body can't handle this. Need to find something else." <laughs> <laughs> Great, um, uh, because he was. Pushed himself very hard to the limit. Yeah, and he was getting older. Speaking of getting older, um, he was really big on um, anti-aging. He was trying to find anti-aging solutions. Okay. Like <laughs> um, well, that guy on TikTok. You see like the guy. Like that guy on TikTok. That looks like a 50-year-old? Yes. And, and claims that he's not? Yes, yeah. Uh, Spending a lot of money to not be 50, but he looks straight up just like a rich 50-year-old guy. <laughs> He was doing the same thing, except except it's the 1920s. And so we haven't figured stuff out as well yet. And uh, this might sound familiar to you, um, but he became close friends with someone who was working on an experimental monkey gland surgery. Um, that was a little bit more pronounced than our friend who did the goat gland surgeries. Okay. Um, this guy was actually sewing them together, like sewing, like attaching things. Um, okay. And it was supposed to make you young again. Um and sure. he was very close to going through with it, um, uh, with this surgery. Uh, he did it for another reason. We'll get into for a second. Okay. In a second. But yeah, so he got really into anti-aging stuff. Uh, also, he got into Hollywood. He said, I'm famous now, so let me make movies. And so he started making some movies. And so he produced uh, uh, his first film. And his first film he produced on um, nitrite uh, uh, film. And this... Uh, I think it was called Houdini, the master of mystery. Uh, his first film was filmed on nitrate film and it was actually a big hit. Um, uh, but nitrite is super flammable. And so all of the film that we had burnt up or something disappeared. Oh, so okay. we lost track of it somehow until the 2015 when someone tracked down an old nitrite film reel of it and converted the film and played it on Turner classic movies for like this special event. And it oh. wasn't good. It sucked. Um, <laughs> I actually don't know that, but, uh, what do you mean it, was, it sucked. Didn't have a good story plot. <laughs> yeah. They just didn't really go anywhere. Yeah. It's no. just, it's just Houdini standing in front of the camera going, it's all about family for like <laughs> 40 minutes. I don't get it. Uh, no, it was lost for almost a hundred years. They thought that this was just completely lost media. We would never get our hands on yeah. it again. Um, but somehow Turner Classic Movies tracked it down and, and converted it, which is a little sketchy to me. I'm not going to lie, but whatever. He produced another movie that was They moderately, faked it. <laughs> they they might have faked it. They yeah. might have very well might have faked it. But it was it was it was interesting because in that in that movie there was a plane scene. It was like a dogfight. Okay. And Houdini allegedly was hanging from the plane in this dogfight. They, the two planes crashed together in production. And it was like a tragic event, but they got it all on camera and they put it in the movie. They were like, that's what? an incredible shot. Uh, it wasn't actually Houdini hanging from the plane. It was a stunt double, uh, but they sold it like it was him and he survived the crash. I don't know what happened to the stunt double. We don't know. Um, probably, <laughs> probably didn't, honestly. Yeah. Um, but that scene was in the movie, which in 2015, they could have faked that. Uh, it would have been pretty easy in 2015 if they faked this whole movie to fake a plane crash and... With CGI. They might have CGI'd the whole thing because then they just black and whited it. Yeah. Anyways, um, 
So he produced another movie, and then him and his brother they put together an actual like production. Him and yeah, him and Dash got, they put together got back together. Yeah, and they pr- put created an actual uh, production company um, and called DeLorean Media <laughs> Company. <laughs> we still gotta put that out. Um, yeah, they put together an actual media company, and they started. They produced two movies, uh, and they both horrendously flopped at the box box office oh and they sold the media company off to a new company uh called ba rolf productions um and uh wash their hands of that experiment okay so he then moves on to becoming a uh a magician <laughs> no he he went on to add to his show a uh spiritualist debunker segment where he would and he got very passionate about this. Uh, like uh, what? Very Debunker? spiritualists. Okay. So his whole thing was he hated um, uh, mediums and seances oh, yeah, who and things like that. To ghosts and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Because he felt like they were taking advantage of people. Because a lot of them were. <laughs> they yeah. were being like, hey, well, come talk to your dead dad. And then come they see would a just ghost. lie to him. Come get in my minivan and drive around <laughs> Kansas City and I'll take you to see some ghosts. <laughs> Yep, exactly. I'm not going to lie. I wish we did that this year. Um, but uh, he For had a, four hours. <laughs> he had a big problem with it. And so he he had a whole segment in his show where he kind of kind of like Darren Brown's pretty much any of Darren Brown's stuff. Like he made it like this is a seance and like we're going to communicate with the dead. And then he at the end, like pulled the curtain back and was like, I'm lying to you about all this. And here's how I did it. Like what's his whole show? Sure. Um, and so he actually had a whole team of people that were like detectives that he would send around the country that would go to these events with these seances so they could learn how they were doing it. And then he would add those segments to the show if anybody ever did something different. What are you doing for work? I'm an independent contractor for Harry Houdini. <laughs> oh, I just went to a Boudini show. No. 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 And actually, if you tell me where he was, I'm supposed to kill him if I I'm see gonna him. I'm going to go fight him. <laughs> Uh, speaking of fighting, uh, so he's doing this throughout the 20s. He's becoming very, very successful um, with his show. He's now got kind of like a three-segment show um, where it's uh, magic, escape act, and then the spiritualist debunker yeah. set. And then so and it's, it's like a magic, escape act, and then sponsor a child, and then do – yeah, uh, and then Newsboys closes it out. <laughs> Ah! Okay, so... Uh, it was the first ones, though. The original cast the, of the Newsboys. The original... <laughs> yeah, the movie. <laughs> no, I'm saying, like... Because you know that like, none of the people in Newsboys the are the original people from Newsboys. Oh, wait, you're talking about the band? Yeah. Uh, we're talking about the band, we're talking about the, the, the theater production. That's the Newsies, you uncultured oh, swine. The same thing. So, <laughs> are you, what are you freaking... <laughs> they're not the same thing. The Newsboys... <laughs> Was a good joke about Winter Jam. Yeah, the Newsies. Yeah, I know. Is a stage production Broadway classic. I know that. I was thinking it was the same name. The movie version, Christian Bale plays it. <laughs> Shut up. Does he really? Yeah, I did not realize Santa that. Faye. He hits it and he hits the note at the end. He's very good. Don't come after my Broadway musicals. Like okay, that. I'm not coming after your Broadway musicals. It's fine. You like those things. It's okay. You're allowed to like something. And the Newsboys was the competing <laughs> musical down the road from the Newsies. It was all the they're kids actually who really counting on people <laughs> thinking that they're going to see the Newsies. They come with their little opera glasses and everything, and they show yeah. up, and the drum kids look freaking sideways. <laughs> and like, <laughs> was like, "This is not what I was like, expecting." They're not going to serve breakfast in hell. Like, Whoa. <laughs> anyway, uh, so he's they're doing this show. Uh, and it's, Does he get into fighting? Well, it's it's very su- successful. He's obviously training his body to the limits. He's 52 years old. It's 1926. He's 52 years Jeez. old. And uh, a couple college kids came to one of his shows. They're at the meet and greet afterwards. Um, and the college kid asked him. He was like, he's like, hey, he's like, is it true that you can withstand a punch to the stomach? And he was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> And the kid took it as an invite to punch him in the stomach. So he punches him four times. Just poof, 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 poof. Uh, and here he goes. He's like, I feel fine. He's like, that, 
sucked. <laughs> That's not what I expected you to do at all. No. Uh, so later that evening, uh, he realizes he's got some pretty sharp pain in his stomach. And the next day, he still feels it. He's got a show in a couple of days. They're on tour. He's going to the next show. So he stops at a hospital in Detroit. And they say, hey, yeah, you have appendicitis. Um, he ruptured his appendix because uh, yeah, that kid punched him? The kid punched his appendix uh, and uh. ruptured his appendix. And so they told him we need to take this out. And he said, I got a show tonight. I'll come back after. And so he goes and he does a show. With appendicitis. With appendicitis. And in the middle of his show, he's doing one of his escape acts. He's trying to escape from some handcuffs. He just collapses and dies because he has a ruptured appendix. Uh, and uh, they... <laughs> I thought he died in a river. He didn't die in a river. Uh, I believe it was one of his underwater escape acts. Oh. So he was like in the water <clears throat> trying to escape and then his appendix killed him. That's what I'm saying. I thought he died in water. I don't think it was in the river. Either way, died in the middle of a performance and they pull him out. They took him, they put him in uh, this coffin that he had built for his show. Um, <laughs> and this coffin kind of disappointing um, because this coffin, well, it was disappointing. It's got a died. fake bottom of it. <laughs> so like they start carrying around and it just, <laughs> and they're like, this was not, <laughs> this was not designed for like, the real deal. <laughs> he escaped. Like, it's not part of the show. Now he had been Even working after death. He's still escaping. <laughs> he'd been working on this buried alive skit. Um, and so there was one where he actually legitimately got buried six feet underground, like under real soil and dirt. Yeah. And he dug his way out. Um, almost didn't make it. Like he said, he was very close to dying in that in that event. So then they created a new one where he would be buried alive in a coffin instead, and just see how long he could survive under under the the, the dirt. I guess I don't know. How would he communicate that he wants out? <laughs> at a bell or something? I don't know. I don't want to do this anymore. Is there a little tube? <laughs> There's a tube. Please let me out of There's this tube. Too much dirt on me right now. <laughs> Uh, and that was what the, the coffin was for, was for that segment in his show. Um, but so uh, put him in a coffin. And they said, luckily, we've got this coffin here for this dead guy. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of you have questions. <laughs> but for now, <laughs> Kevin Hart. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> he died. Well, they, got, they got so much show left. Someone else has to come out and finish it, you know? He's the opener of this yeah. show. Kevin Hart. <laughs> a real buzzkill to die in the opener. <laughs> so this guy dies, right? <laughs> Kevin Hart was taller than him. Uh, <laughs> That's why I took him out on tour. Too short guy tour. Finally. It's the smoking hot show. A guy who's store. shorter than me. <laughs> A smoking not tall tour. So anyway, it's uh, so, so he dies. So he dies. Here's the thing, though. Here's, oh, here's he's the a thing. Dead it's guy. not over yet. Oh, <laughs> so he told his wife. He said, "He said, Beth, if I ever die, I have this secret code for you, and it is." He whispered it to her, so she would only know the code. And so he said, "When I die, whisper that to me." <laughs> no, he said, "When I die, he said, do a séance." And if seances are real, I'll communicate with you from the dead, that secret code. And so then, to this day, October 31st, every year, there's a seance held in New York to try to communicate to Houdini. This is so stupid. He's never done it. He's never communicated. The code was. <laughs> no, 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 no. That, oh. That's not, that's not, they, they did the, they did it for 40 years. She would call him. And then finally, she's like, elderly and i think it's not real <laughs> and so she she, she goes, said the code was macaroni cheese <laughs> the code was macaroni cheese the, no the code was macaroni grill <laughs> the code was macaroni grill the code was be sure to drink your own protein. oh shoot it was an ad though he gotta collect the bank on the way out dude can't leave your family starving no, they did it for 40 years. They were at New York. They were on the rooftop of some hotel in New York okay. doing this seance on Halloween. <laughs> and it was televised. They televised it for every year. 
Um, and she, the great Houdini seance. <laughs> That's why people don't trick or treat anymore. Dude. Mariah That's Carey. ridiculous. <laughs> Christmas. I just want to hear the code. And I just want to hear you say it uh, one more time. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> so after an hour long seance, Beth stands up and she says, he's dead. He's not talking to us. Like, it's not going to work. I'm out. When this I'm happens, done. when this happens, allegedly, a storm rolls over Manhattan and there was a massive lightning storm, but it was only there over that specific area of the hotel, like a couple block okay. radius was the storm. And everyone said that was Houdini's code was the storm. Um, <laughs> but did she ever reveal? She didn't. She never revealed it. Well, that's what I'm saying. Now, now here's what it could be, right? So let's say, because she's not dumb. All right. She's like, shoot, now I have no way of making a living. Yeah. My husband just died on stage. Yeah, he okay? was the guy. All I did was sneak him the keys. So she goes to the press and she goes, hold on. He's not dead. <laughs> He's alive. He's alive. And each and every one of us. <laughs> but he told me a secret code word. <laughs> Well, I mean, for real though, she and could he, go. Well, he said, honestly, he said though, every October thirty first. This could be her play though, where she goes. He's got a secret code word. He yeah. wants me to see if Sansa's is real. Yeah. So let's every year let's yeah. do this. We'll sell tickets. Yeah. She makes enough money to we'll make put her, it on CBS. So then, two years in, <laughs> right? She hears the code word. <laughs> And, and she, like, oh, now two years in, making money from this event, has gone, I didn't hear it. <laughs> I we'll try again next nothing. year. And then when she's like 90, yeah. she's just like, ah, I guess we'll give up. <laughs> she's getting emails on her family computer about their son. And it's asking her if she prays. <laughs> Do you pray <laughs> for our child? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, Houdini, there was never a kid. We never had a kid. He's president of the United States. <laughs> He's like, yeah, no, but it's fun to pretend. <laughs> I lost all my inheritance in his name. Why did you do that? Why should you do that? He's not real. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so that's the life of Harry Houdini. Um, he was a great magician. We don't know what his secret code was. Escape artist. We don't know. Yeah. Oh. She never revealed it. But the seances still happen every year on October 31st in New York and probably in more places now, honestly. It's probably like a thing. Yeah. Um, all the parents are busy doing that instead of trick or treating. Um, That's what it is. Trying to talk to Harry Houdini. <laughs> I'm trying to see the hat, man. All right. That's crazy. <laughs> all right, have fun. Okay, see you later. I'm going right. to try to get candy for the neighbors. Still off. <laughs> hey, thanks for watching. If you like this episode, make sure you subscribe. Leave a comment to outweigh all the grifters. Uh, and then we've got playlists on the screen. You can watch new videos if you haven't seen them. Uh, we have a massive back catalog, so you should go check them out. Uh, if you want to become a patron, you can go to tillin.com to do that or buy our merch, whatever you want. Uh, 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 just thanks for being here. We appreciate you. 